Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and with me, as always, joined across the internet, is my one true co-host, Communist Tim. Hello, it's me, Communist Tim. How are you? In Soviet in, uh, Russia, in Soviet show Russia, co-host pod- you. Podcast record you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. How uh, are you, bud? Yes. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am so ready to talk about Red Sun, Frank, because oh, that's yeah. what we're here to talk about today. But I am also ready to talk about the super awesome fact that Superman, I have to step away from the microphone, that Superman and Lois Lane are going to be in the the crossover, the Arrowverse crossover. I can't tell you how excited I am. I, I like actually can't tell you how excited I am. There it are is no words. So exciting. It is so incredibly exciting. Yeah. We we know for sure that that Tyler is coming back as Superman. We're gonna have a Lois who who is yet to be cast, but that's amazing. We have Batwoman is 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 coming. Which I was super pumped about enough. Like that was enough for me. That I was, was like, already oh my big God, enough news. Batwoman. That was big enough news. So to have get the Flash Superman, a Bat character two super characters like that's the justice league frank yes that's it not is like that's not like oh we're the whatever the Japanese right. society that's the justice league I'm we're not messing around anymore ju- like this is nope. this is for real for real justice league and it is so incredibly exciting yeah so we've got that we got some, there'll be some new casting news to come out of that uh pretty soon but we know ruby rose is going to be batwoman and i'm i'm very excited about that because i'm a big fan of hers me too. I love Ruby Rose. She was uh, the Meg was actually pretty good, but she was also really good in it. Awesome. I enjoyed her. Awesome. Um, I we talked about Batwoman being on already, though. I think this is not new information since we recorded last. You know, I don't remember if it had come out already by the time we had, we had re- recorded. I, but but either way, I'm fairly certain it had. But either way, let's reiterate: it's gonna be great, Frank. It's gonna be I'm, awesome. I'm super I'm so excited. excited. I'm I think she's excited. gonna be Earth 38. I think yes. Batwoman's an Earth thirty eight character. Yes, I I hope so. I hope so, and I hope that that means that there will be more Supergirl Batwoman crossover that happens mm-hmm. as a result. I agree. Other Earth thirty eight news um, is that uh, our vice president is is changing um, yeah. because Brent Spiner is not going to be available anymore to play uh, Vice President Baker, who's the vice president under President Marsden. Um, right. It's going to be Bruce Boxleitner, which actually I'm really excited about. Um, so I don't be- I'm not familiar with him. Well, you've seen Tron Legacy um, and he, I sure have. He is. Um, do you remember like the mentor, uh, Sam's mentor, who's like on the board, who's like the old guy that knew his dad back oh, in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's Bruce Boxleitner in the original Tron movie. He played the character of Tron himself. Oh, and actually really? in Tron in Tron Legacy, it's him like de-aged. Um, but he's wearing oh. a helmet for most of it, so you don't see his face like hardly ever. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, but but yeah. So so he is he's from that. He's also um, uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King was a show that was on in the eighties. It was like a a, a buddy cop kind of uh, detective type of show. Uh, so if anybody who knows eighties eighties sitcoms, you'd, you'd know him from that as well. But Tron is probably his biggest sci fi uh, sort of credit, you know, sort of oh. geek credit. So. Cool. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, I will miss Brent Spiner though. I will too. I was very. I was looking forward I was, to that. I was looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. And 
since I, I trust you, I just don't have a connection to this guy. But sure. that will also allow me to see him as a character and not an actor playing right. a character. Right. So I'm so in a lot of ways I'm for it. Yeah, there's a lot of good that that does come of this. Um, he's still awesome. Um, it's a little bit of a bummer that we won't get our Brent Spiner, who we were so excited for. But but yeah. all the same, uh, I think he's going to be great. To go back to the, the the news briefly for a second, that Superman and Lois Lane are going to be on the crossover. Do you think that their presence will overshadow Supergirl, Flash, and and Arrow, and the introduction of Batwoman? Do you think that Superman and Lois Lane are big enough that it's just even though they're not going to be running the show, it's going to feel like they're running the show. I think you raise an interesting point there because like, it, there is certainly potential for that to be hand- mishandled and for them mm-hmm. to overshadow you know, the characters that, we're, that we should be sort of gravitating towards. But one thing they've done so well, I mean, whenever we saw, whenever we saw Superman at the beginning of season two, that was a potential for there to be, yep. you know, for yeah, him to overshadow. And they managed to make it very much like it is all about, like on Supergirl, they never hesitate to tell us like, she is the hero, right? She's the hero of the story. That's right. Even though there are other heroes out there, she's the she's the center. Um, so I think that they'll make it so that you know Flash, Arrow, and um, and Supergirl are are very much the heroes of this story, and and that the other supporting characters who show up, while it'll mm-hmm. be very exciting, I think that they'll treat it in a way where where you know our beloved you know the, the heroes of the shows are named after will still be front and center. Yeah, I think so too because. The show has gone, especially Supergirl has gone out of the way to show us that um, I, they've gone out of the way to show us that she is the protector, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't see why. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Right. But it is a lot of, you know, it, to your point, it is a lot of stuff to squeeze into three hours of television. It is. But at the same time, think about like an Avengers film, which is two hours or two and a half hours that has just as many characters and you got to squeeze in. So what's the, what's the difference here? Well, the difference is that with the Avengers, you have like many movies leading up to it where every character gets an introduction. Right. Okay. Well then think, then think about justice league where you had, right. You had two movies, three movies leading up to it that Mm -hmm. had a real introduction. You had Superman, Mm -hmm. Batman v Superman and wonder woman, but then you had flash and Aquaman that, and Cyborg that didn't have any sort of introduction, right. really. BVS, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then that's about it. And even that's about it. So, so you had three characters introduced there. And it's not like, and Superman's not really an introduction no. of a character. And then Lois, do you really need to introduce Lois? Like, yeah, truly? Uh, well- you you kind of do. I mean, you, you sort of do, but but you can you know sort of use some sort of um, you know shorthand and assume that the audience knows some things about her already, right? Right, exactly. We, we met Lucy. They mentioned her, and they've right. mentioned her right. many times. So I think Batwoman is really the one you have to introduce. You People do don't know her the same yeah, way. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I fair. so I think it'll fit. I I mean. They'll have a hard time topping last year's crossover, which was tremendously fun. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see we'll see if they can. But I mean, just the fact that you have Batwoman, Superman, and Lois showing up, I want to see Iris and Lois get together and be like, right. We're reporters. We're like 
Irish be like, I in the fifties was a modeled off of you, <laughs> you Lois Lane. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, that would be actually really cool to see them to see them like pair up or at least have a conversation or something. You know, to see to see Felicity and Iris and Lois all pair up. That's pretty right. cool. That'd be really freaking cool. That'd be, be very. I'd cool. be very on board with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's an exciting, exciting thought. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms, but now I'm getting really pumped just thinking about that. Yes, yeah, really you're cool. like <laughs> now they're like, oh, it's not just them. Ooh. There's like more stuff. But yeah, right, right, right. Uh, well, on on October 14th, Supergirl will come back, and we will have many of our questions answered, and 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 then December when that crossover happens, we'll uh, we'll get to see exactly what what happens there. But in the meantime, um, you and I did some homework, we did some reading, and I think it'd be fun to uh, to dive into that for a little bit, right? Yes, indeed, Frank. We read we read a tremendous three part series, uh, which is now collected in graphic novel form, called Superman Red Sun, written by Mark Millar and drawn by Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson right? and Killian Plunkett. I think Killian. I think they they swapped at some point, or I'm not really sure how that happened. But but yes, they both did the pencils. Ah, lovely. Well, it is. It is a great book, Frank. It, it is one of the all-time greats. I think I said this on a recent episode of Beer with Geeks, but it is mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite graphic novels because it's the first you know, graphic novel I read yep. as sort of as an adult. I was really a teenager, but not as a child. I forget how much I like it every time I read it. Mm-hmm. Like I always have mm-hmm. this, yeah, I really like that book. And then I read it and go, no, I love this book. It's so good. So for people who don't know, we've talked about this a bit, but Superman Red Sun is a what-if story if you yes. will, a DC used to call these stories Elseworlds in which right. they existed on different universes. They were not part of the traditional comic book canon or regular storyline. They were stories that just to fill your imagination with recognizable characters in unprecedented situations. And so this one is if what if Superman's spacecraft, instead of landing in Kansas in 1938, landed in the Ukraine in 1938. And, and so he was found uh, in his like he was raised by Ukrainian farmers, but mm-hmm. then he was brought up to believe truth, justice and the communist way because he grew right. up under Stalin's regime. And so he's introduced to the world as Superman. Um, but as but he's Russian. And then you have American Lex Luthor, you know, scientist extraordinaire American Lex Luthor. So the book is really like it's really uh, I would it's not really necessarily an allegory, but it's certainly it certainly plays to the idea of the Cold War. You know, the idea. It does. Uh, and it does this America really interesting. America versus Russia. Exactly. Exactly. And it does this really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it does this really interesting job of. Um, it, it, it kind of does a. It takes, you know, what you would. It takes like the 50s ideal version of Superman, right? Because a lot of this is taking place in the 50s during the Cold War. Um, and it kind of flips that on its head. And it sort of it sort of doesn't assume that, um, uh, you know, communism is bad, democracy good. Like it doesn't sort of take that for granted. It makes it, it makes you work to get there. It doesn't just illusion. take it as a premise to start. It's an illusion. Oh, it's my an God. I could illusion, illusion with an A. Could not think of the word. It was driving me crazy. Yes. Um. Yes, you're absolutely right. Even though I, to be honest, I really wasn't listening because I was trying to think of the word. <laughs> Whatever you said, you were probably right. You were probably right because you're a very <laughs> smart person, and I like Thank you. you. So Thank you were you. probably right. Oh my goodness! So, so the book's kind of split into three parts, right? It, mm-hmm. it has the almost traditional 
it has almost a traditional Superman figure, like as you would almost recognize him in the first story, but he's but he's communist. Right. And and then and then as the story progresses, you see this if he's truly raised with these kind of ideals, this Soviet or this communist ideals, then what would what would that look like through Superman's eyes and how would he react to how would he react to the world that way? But I love that even though he's communist and even though he's born in a different country or born or raised in a different country, I should say, uh, it still is Superman. What he believes, what he believes in, what he does for people, it's just Superman. It doesn't matter to him that there are borders or a war or whatever. He's still going to fight and for people everywhere. Yeah, it's he's about protecting people, right? No matter what. So there's an incident very early on in the book where um, uh, there's uh, Lex Luthor tries to tries to drop. a Russian satellite on a, an American city, on Metropolis, and Comrade Superman comes rushing over from Russia and stops that from happening and saves mm-hmm. you know millions of lives in Metropolis, um, regardless of the fact that it's not his people he's saving. He just wants to save people. He just wants to protect people and keep people safe and, and, and preserve peace. And it's in the middle of the Cold War. And in it's in the middle of the Cold War. With I mean, you've literally got Stalin that. at the head of the party at the beginning of the book. Right. Right. I think you said something really interesting where he says is by any means necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Protect lives by any means necessary, because that's really the through line in this whole book from Lex and from Superman. Yes. Protect your people by any means necessary. And like for better or for worse, right? Because you've got Lex on the one hand, who is the American genius who's married to Lois um, and he's working directly with several U.S. presidents. Um, from Eisenhower mm-hmm. on on forward, um, and he, you know, first he tries to create his own his own version of Superman, right? Which is sort of the Bizarro of this book. Um, That's right. Like a, it's like an American Superman, and and that doesn't end well. Um, and and then uh, Brainiac comes and and takes uh, oh, was it Stalingrad? Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, because they were supposed to take bottle. they were supposed to take Moscow, right? 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 Yeah. Now. Here's so here's an interesting th- thought. Uh, the the book was well, not an interesting thought. It's an observation that I like. So the book doesn't just play with what if Superman was a communist, but it also right. then how does that change history exactly. as we know it? Yeah, you yeah. know, so because because you said you start with Eisenhower, but then you know we have a presidential election in 60, in 60 where Nixon wins right. instead of Kennedy. And then so we see Kennedy later. It's all very and, interesting. And Nixon is the one who gets assassinated in that reality. And then That's JFK right. is the president in the late 60s. First president to get divorced and remarry while in office. That's right. It has yeah, yeah. because because Marilyn Monroe is his new wife and they yes. never call her that. No, they call but her it's a, Norma they Jean. Call, yeah. And it's just there she is but you know she's got her mole and whatever and but it's funny because if you when i was a kid i didn't get that i have no idea me that, neither like i got what it for was the first time i got it for the first time this read right me too because i haven't read it in so long same uh it it really is a remarkable read and i without spoiling too much i think that the it's one of the best endings to a book that i've it's, ever read it's a 
I forgot that it ended that way, and I oh. it gave me these feelings as I was reading it because I had completely forgotten. And it wasn't until I got to like that last couple pages where I was like, "Oh right, that's what's happening." I forgot, and it's so delightful. I won't spoil the ending. I've I've mentioned a couple other things that happened, you know, uh, some of the villains that pop up and things like that. But I, I won't spoil the ending because it is just just a beautiful, beautiful ending. And some might call it cheesy. I don't know, but I I really love it. It no, makes me so I, happy. I, I love the ending, and you see, yeah. and you get to see some other characters outside of you know just the Superman canon. You know, there's a or just Superman. You got Lois. Lois is in there, and Perry White, and Jimmy for a little bit, and Wonder Woman, right. and Hippolyta, and a Batman figure. Which I, you know, it's not necessarily Bruce Wayne, which it's is not, really interesting. Yeah. No, it it's a, not. A Batman but sorts. it is a bat. It is definitely a Batman of sorts, uh, and you know this idea that they're opposed in some ways, and so mm-hmm. Batman is the anarchist trying to bring down a communist regime for like it's all very well played out and it's a breezy read it's like 170 something pages right it's 150. like 150 it's like it's 100 it's, it's like, like 50 pages a book yeah yeah 50 pages a book three volumes um it's a super quick read i mean i read it in you know i mean you could read it in like an hour it's like it's a super super quick read the art is beautiful like it's all i agree this gorgeous like it looks like a soviet propaganda poster for 150 pages like really beautiful stylized um and and yet very superman's very chiseled like it's a very much like like a you know again like he kind of looked in the 50s um 50s and 60s so you know you're right that's a that's an excellent description it looks like a propaganda poster it looks right? like a soviet propaganda poster yeah. that's yeah that's and your costumes are super cool like all the designs are really neat love um, i love his uh middle middle book design Without yep. trying to give things away, I really yep. like that piece. I know, what I know what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Batman yeah. looks really cool. Wonder Woman's is very subtle. It has the two eagle heads instead of the yeah, one, the one, which is yeah, yeah. It's very cool. It's uh, there's some really well thought out processes in here, and For you sure. don't have to know about Russian history or you know the Cold War, or whatever, to get it. You can just you can get it without it. Exactly. But so we read this because. This is an influence on the upcoming season of Supergirl. Yeah, it's it, it's directly linked to what we saw at the very, very end of the season three finale. Yeah. Having read this, I don't I, again, there's not going to be a lot of actual connection here by no. any stretch. No, I don't, if, I don't think so. If anything, really, what I think we're going to see is this Russian figure, let's say, who is loyal to Russian Russian interests instead. Mm-hmm. You know, the Supergirl figure, you know, who's loyal to Russian Russian influence instead. But because maybe she is Kara, as we saw her at the end of the season, that maybe it's going to be a lot of, like, border crossing again. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see that kind of thematic stuff play out. And then maybe we'll see... Maybe we'll see some some back and forth but i honestly think it's more just the basic concept i think i think you're right i think that it's very much the basic concept um of just like you know a supergirl who is russian i think that is really kind of all we're going to get there i don't think we're going to see much else that comes out of this book that said this book is a still a must read for for fans of like the superman family and 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 related Mm -hmm. characters but one thing I, I, I am wondering, as I was reading this, I was trying to, I was looking for where they might connect it, right? And I, I don't think it's going to be a connection to the book per se, but I did have the thought of what if, um, you know, the reality 
uh, in our, our current, what's happening in history right now, right? And what's happening in current events is that there is a lot of um, talk about the relations between the US and Russia, right? And yep. so I wonder, this show has never backed away from social issues and from mm-hmm. current events and from, um, you know, making, uh, taking a stand or having an opinion, having a point of view, and the writers and producers expressing that point of view. I wonder, and I'm not for sure, I don't know anything, but I do wonder if they will take that approach and look at what is happening in current events and make some, have some kind of commentary um, through the show you know, using an American Supergirl and a Russian Supergirl as the as the basis for that commentary. I think that's a really I think that's an a really astute point. Um, and I hope if they aren't or they or they weren't going to do that, I hope they're listening and decide to kind <laughs> of kind of pull that because in some ways this is like a it's not like Law and Order ripped from the headlines, but Supergirl and they did say this season is going to be even more socially conscious than mm. previous seasons you know I, and you can kind of see that the latter half of season three with like the deo giving up guns and like yes, stuff yes. like that i think it's going to really well, we're gonna have our first that trans direction. superhero right like that's a big thing too it's a huge thing ram dreamer coming on so yeah. so there's a lot there's a lot to play with here but as a as apart from as opposed to I, I wouldn't read the book being like oh i'm going to spoil the supergirl season Not four because you won't you no, won't you, spoil you'll, it. You'll do nothing but enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's what I think. So I um, Lena Lena gets a mention though. Did you get right. Did you get that? That's right. I yeah. did catch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a mention of Alina Luther, and that's that's yeah. towards the end, right? As we go, it is. The, yeah, very yeah. very towards very, very the end. end. Yeah, I love that Lex Luthor looks like Sean Connery in this book. Did you get he does. that? I did. He is definitely modeled on Sean Connery for sure. with with red hair. It's crazy. For sure. Yeah, it's a shame that's not in the. If you buy the trade paperback, um, which I've owned since like two thousand four, um, in the back of the book they have like a little uh, art gallery of some like the sketches mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was I was kind of hoping there'd be like more of like oh who are that? Sometimes they'll show you who they modeled. The identity the crisis. After. The the identity crisis book has that. They have sure, that whole sure. page spread of the funeral, that's and right. it points out who everybody's modeled after. That's right. Because yeah. Sue and Ralph Dimmy and that are modeled after Mary Tyler Moore and Dick and Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. That's right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, although everyone's modeled on somebody in that book, but some right. artists don't work that way. But he's right. but Lex Luthor was definitely Sean Connery. You can tell. Yeah, it had, had yeah. to be the case. Well, uh, I think we got to wrap things up. This is a really short, really short one uh, for uh, for this week. But um, we definitely we wanted to hit quick hit all the news. We wanted to go through Red Sun and just say highly recommend reading it. Um, and like Tim said, you won't spoil spoil you know season four plot lines for yourself. I don't think by uh, by reading this. So I think you're safe to read it and not worry about spoilers and just enjoy what is a really thoroughly enjoyable, wonderful read with a just beautiful beautiful ending. Yep, and so it's awesome. On a plus five stars, must recommend for anybody who loves Superman. Indeed. So Frank, tell us where people can find us. Well, they can find us at supergirltvtalk.com, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. They can find us on Spotify, on Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are found. They can find us at Thought Bubble Audio um, on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio is where you can 
support us, you know, come October, we're going to be back into doing our, our, our um, first reactions podcasts minutes after the show ends. Um, all that's going to be back. So Patreon exclusives uh, heading your way again this fall. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out our friends at Thought Bubble Audio, other shows like Academy Rewind and Beer with Geeks and Hate Watch with us. Uh, all that stuff is going to keep on coming uh, at you. And uh, shoot us an email. We really want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at, at TV Supergirl, uh, but shoot us emails uh, for uh, we want to hear your reactions, your thoughts, your speculation. Your theories, uh, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com is the place you can do that. And we do sincerely want those because we, we love hearing your, your thoughts and, and starting off our shows with, with listener feedback. So let's, let's get back into doing that for sure. Indeed. All right. Well, good stuff, Frank. Uh, it was always a pleasure to talk to you, right? Yes, sir. All right. Good. Well, until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>